Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This podcast for a uh, Wednesday, a hump day. It is uh, the middle of, uh, well, almost the middle of uh, November. And uh, we know that there are people all over, well, not just Canada, the United States, all over the world that, that occasionally, at least, tune into this show. Uh, so we don't want to be too local. But the weather has been um, stunning in uh, southern Ontario for the last week or so. Um, and uh, I was actually on the golf course uh, yesterday. Uh, and the first time I can remember playing when it wasn't snowing in, uh, in November. So uh, it is an unusual year in many, many ways, uh, not the least of which is the fact that here we are in November and it's Masters Week. Uh, John Shannon, of course, is uh, with me. And uh, joining us, two guys who need no uh, real introduction. Uh, okay, don't do it then. Okay. <laughs> Just Let them guess. Guy one and guy two, as yeah. they shall be referred to uh, henceforth. Uh, no, Ian Leggett is uh, with us. He was on, a, a, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. Leggett has just taken over a new job as uh, the uh, managing general at uh, St. George's, one of the great golf courses, not just in Canada, but in the world. And our good friend Dave Perkins is uh, with us. And a long time no talk and see. And um, you look beautiful, Perk. You feeling better? It's great to be me, let me tell you. It's, <laughs> so, uh, where do you start with this? The golf season almost invariably begins in the northern climbs in uh, mid-late April, maybe early May on a bad year. But Augusta is, for many reasons, kind of a coming out party for the golf season. And um, even if you're not playing yet, it gives you optimism that golf is soon to be played. The exact reverse is true right now, Lego. We are in the northern climes. The golf season has either ended or is ending, and it does so with the Masters. Are you okay with this? Is this – I mean, we, we want to see a Masters golf tournament. We're going to see it with no people. We're, gonna, we're not going to see the flowers the way they were. But as a general rule – is this still all good? I, I think we're okay with it. I, I think the world's adjusting to this unusual norm that we're living in. And I think you're right. It's, uh, you know, for us, you know, especially, you know, in Canada, not so much the West Coast, but even in Canada specifically, North America, uh, Augusta is the, you know, the awakening of, mm -hmm. of you know, um, you know, everything that nature has to give us. I mean, this is the start of the golf season, but as you said, the trees begin to flower, you know, people are planting gardens this time of year. And it's not necessarily just the golf fan that, you know, is awakening coming out of winter. It, it's the world as far as we're concerned and as North America is. So 
I think the Masters is what, uh, you know, sort of dictates us as golfers as that awakening. It's time for us to head to the tee. It's time for us to get our gardens ready. It's time for us to, you know, uh, you know, get the lawnmower ready. Everything that is relating to being outside is, you know, is indicative of the start of the Masters week. So we are in a different thing. Now we're getting our snowblowers ready. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I think what we're looking for, me personally as a golf fan, is this particular week and how it this you know time of year weather is going to dictate who wins this golf tournament. And what we saw yesterday at Augusta National and the you know torrential downpour that happened even lends itself greater to what Augusta National is slowly becoming. And that is a launcher's golf course where um, I keep saying it over and over again. I will be very, very, very surprised if a Zach Johnson or a Mike Weir type player ever win at Augusta again, um, because it really is setting itself up even more so this week with the wet conditions of Augusta National and that prototypical player on the PGA Tour now. Perk, you've spent more time at Augusta than any of us, um, I'm pretty sure. What are your thoughts on this? Are you as excited? Is you know, How do you feel about this? This time of year, it's, listen, the Dodgers won the World Series, uh, the Leafs won the Stanley Cup as usual. Nobody cares what time of year it is. 20 years from now, there'll be a big list of champions and it'll be Joe Blow, Joe Blow, Joe Blow, Joe Blow. Nobody's going to say, well, that one was played in August. That one was played in April. That one was played in November. Nobody's going to care. Nobody cares the U.S. Open was played in August. Just that they had a winner. I mean, the only things that, that stick out as weird are the things that didn't happen. You know, there's no Olympic Games this year. There's no Final Four this year. There's no, you know, the things that didn't happen, we notice more. But the things that are happening, it's just a shift in dates, so we can all live with that. You know, the one thing, Dave, I, I would tell you is, is that I think in the end, by Sunday, there'll be more attention on the Masters by sports fans because there's less to watch right now. When you think about uh, this time of year when the NBA would be, would be underway or just starting, the NHL would be underway, we'd be smack in the middle of college football and the NFL. Now college football is sporadic. I mean, heck, LSU Alabama has been postponed, yeah. and the NFL is uh, is doing what it does. There'll be a lot more people just dying for some Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon sports to watch, and it'll it'll be in my mind watching Augusta this weekend will be a respite. Sure, like, yeah, I, I think courses, uh, we know yeah, the course is going to look there. fantastic. We know it's going to look great. And to me, this will be, oh, my, there is something normal again in Augusta. And that, to me, is exciting. And, and especially in Canada, because this is usually the weekend where the NHL playoffs are determined, too. You know what I mean? It's the last week of the season. Everybody's looking ahead to the first round of the playoffs, all blah, blah, blah. That doesn't happen either. Right. The only, right. The only yeah. thing that will affect us Sunday is how our fantasy football teams are doing. That'll determine how we watch, what we watch. I think, Perky, going to your point there, I think what's, what's different with, around golf and any other sport, there is no asterisk on who's going to win 
at, at Augusta. I think the asterisk is shortened season in the NHL, revised schedule in, you know, Major League Baseball. Yep. You're right, 50 years from now, that asterisk, are people going to ask, well, what is that asterisk? Well, but in the, in, when it comes to golf, the only asterisk is the date change. Now, the question I got for you is, you know, it's not a question, it's a comment. And I, and this came up the other day in, in, with someone is that, how do you validate the winner of this tournament when the fans aren't there? Because we know the impact that the patrons have on the outcome of this golf tournament the roars that lends itself across the golf course and the, you know, that impacts the ultimate winner and loser of this event. And I think more than ever, the guys like Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson and Tiger Woods feed off the, these moments of when the patrons are there that aren't there. And the other question is, you know, I this came up in a conversation. Does Corin, Colin Morikawa win the PGA Championship when he's got his first chance to win a major championship when he's out there really playing with his pals? Yeah. So, but here, and, and Ian, you talk, but you talked about the roar of the crowd. How is the roar of the crowd in Augusta different than at the Open, or at, at the or the U.S. Open, or at the PGA Championship, or or the Players Tournament? How is it different? Well, I, I think at Augusta, and Perky can tell you this, I mean, there's hallways there, and it is, it's resounding, it's echoing, it's a, it is a chamber there, and when you are standing on the 17th tee, if you've, you know, ever been there, it's a mile away from the 12th green, but you can hear when something happens, it resonates through the entire property, so um uh you know without that there i think there i think there's really going to be an impact on who wins and loses this tournament i think that there isn't that you know if you want to call it raised up stress level of tiger woods coming from behind you're not going to have those moments that we got you know when jack won in 86 and sevy hits it in the water on 15 those type of moments are not going to happen this year no, but guys will still hit it in the water at 15, you know. That's just the way it happens, right? Yeah. yeah, but I think the people that, you know, the players that are in front or behind are not going to know that's happening until they see a leaderboard. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's lots of boards there, as you know. We, um, we, we, we remember Masters of, of past as a general rule, and maybe it's fantasy as um, the weather being perfect, the sun shining, there's almost no breeze, and, and the game is played in its purest form. Um, that clearly is not going to happen this week. Um, I, the last forecast I saw, Lego, you may have an update, but I saw anywhere from 40 to 80% chance of rain every day of this tournament. 100% tomorrow now, Bob. There's 100% tomorrow. That's that's a lot. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, Percy Salzman. That's Welcome. <laughs> Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. What, what? No Dave Duvall? No. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by what you um, two guys think of the potential impact 
of a very wet golf course. This is now a much longer golf course than it once was. Um, I, obviously, you're not going to get much roll out there. Um, we've seen Bryson DeChambeau now hit a golf ball 400 yards. Now, yeah, he may have had a, uh, a torrential wind behind him, but nonetheless, he hits it way far and keeps it in the air an awful long time. Lego to you first. If the weather conditions are what we anticipate, how does it change our prognosis of who will be in contention? Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, Augusta National, you know, sets the golf course up and how they decide to play the ball. I mean, uh, I know that they, you know, like you said, they, Augusta National is, you know, in line, aligned with the purity of the game. Um, if they decide to keep, if they play the ball down after the amount of rain that's had, we're going to see some interesting shots around Augusta National with mud balls. Um, pitching around the greens is going to be extremely difficult under wet conditions. So um, we'll have to wait and see where this thing plays out, but there's no doubt about it that, uh, you know, Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy and Bryson DeChambeau and Justin Thomas and, you know, the list goes on. Those are the people that are going to have the opportunity to win. There is, I'm going to throw a name out there and just say, I don't see any chance that Webb Simpson is going to have any chance of winning at Augusta National. Hit it for so as I say that, you can call me out on it Sunday as he's putting a jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> he was right in it last year until he hit it into the water at 12, right? Yeah, I, I just think the softer conditions are just, I mean, it just lends itself to the ability uh, of these particular players to reach those par fives, and reaching those par fives is a huge advantage at Augusta National. But completely... Perk, let me throw this at you. Perk, uh, it, conversely, distance obviously is going to be an issue and the ability to fly the ball as far as you can, carry it as far as you can. But especially for guys who have never played there before or maybe has only played there on a limited basis once or twice, the greens are going to be a factor. The speed of the greens is always a factor. Um, and if there's a lot of rain, those greens won't be as quick as they historically have been. Does that balance the field? No, they, they can make those greens as fast as they want because of that sub-air system. It, it can rain all day Thursday, and if there's sunshine Friday or wind Friday morning, those greens will be like putting down your bathtub. Like, they can make them as fast as they want. And, and just to, to back up a second, Lego's talking about the par fives, and, and I, I almost think the par fives aren't a factor anymore because there are no par fives for, the, for these monsters. I, I think we're, we're looking this year at this guy, Shambo, DeChambeau, who, who can take, he can hit the ball over everything. He can hit it over the, the, I mean, forget the bunker at eight. He can clear the bunker at eight. He can hit it over the trees at nine on the left he, and come in to that miserable green with an L wedge. Like that's, if he clobbers it right, I mean, he can hit it over those little wee trees that, down the, that they put in down the right side at 11 and, and come into 11 with a, with a nine iron or so. You know what I mean? Like, like he can do these things that we've really never seen done. I, I mean, I was there in 97 when, when Woods destroyed the place, you know, 1800. 
and the, all you heard the next year was they're going to tiger proof the golf course and they and they planted 40 foot trees down the 11th side, fairway now, i mean not just little saplings like we put in our backyard they planted 40 foot trees and and said oh go ahead tiger and and it took them a couple of years to you know to get it back because they tiger proof the golf course so these guys know their golf course they know how to do it but i, I would say uh, you know, DeChambeau on the par fours is where the story is going to be wrote. Like, if he can drive it over the bunker on five, uh, Lego, that's a carry of what, 335 down to that bunker on the left. Uh, if he can drive it over that, good Lord, nobody's ever driven it over that. But but if he can drive it over that, all of a sudden he's playing a different game the way Tiger was in 97, the way Nicholas was 60 years ago. Yeah, I think, Perky, when you look at the outcome of this tournament, though, you're going to see how holes, you know, particularly like, you know, three come into play, how guys play the shorter holes, too, because, I mean, we look at the difficulty that Rory McIlroy has had over history with those particular short holes. Uh, yep. He struggled on seven. He struggled on three. You know, he struggled on 17. So those particular holes are controlling wedge, controlling spin, yep. um, and how you play those holes and manage your game. Now, we'll see how Bryson DeChambeau handles that. We know that his short game has gotten pretty damn good. So um, yeah. it's not that he just hits at 350 in the air. He also has uh, managed, much like Dustin Johnson has, much like Tiger Woods did, is – you know, with that length, they've also managed to create some incredible wedge games as well. And that is going to come into play massively sure. this week. Hey, well, Ian, on your list of big ball hitters, Ian, did you mention Kepka? Yeah, obviously finding some great form last week. A couple of, yeah. what, 65s on the weekend. Always banged up. Uh, but this is a guy, as you know, that obviously answers the bell when it comes around to major championships. Struggled, yes, obviously, here with injuries and but he has some form coming in here and you know nobody's more confident and arrogant than that guy heading into a major championship so um absolutely he's got to be in consideration here's a guy that finished second last year ian and 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 three putted five greens yeah been finished second so i mean his 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 approach to the green his his ball striking is not the problem uh, and 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 perhaps the the wet will help him on those very, very, very tough greens. Yeah. And, no and last week was a good driving course too. So, I mean, he definitely yeah. drove the ball well last week. And, he, and his doctor says his, his injuries aren't going to be a factor. He says he's a hundred percent. Yeah. And I don't dismiss the injury situation, but with Kepka, you know, I don't know about you guys. I've been waiting for him to be the dominant player on the tour. Because there have been so many moments where he's risen to the occasion and been clearly the best player out there. You know, it's not once or twice where you think it might be a fluke or a good week or whatever. The guy has been, has been great. And as Lego said, especially in major championships, do you think it's just the injuries that have curtailed his overall performance? Or is there a flaw there somewhere? What do you think? I think it's a, uh, there's a combination there. Number one, the injuries for sure. I, I think the way that he addresses his, you know, fitness component of how he plays the game is 
going to have to be adjusted. It's no different than what we saw with David Duvall. I think that he's paying the price for the way that he approaches his workouts. Tiger Woods, exactly the same. Sure. Um, so we'll have to see. And I, and I just want to know the reason why this guy plays the game. Um, he seems to be a little bit more involved with the social media component rather than just playing golf. And so um, I'm not a big fan of that. I want him to just, you know, that's why, you know, I like the Justin Thomases of the PGA Tour. They just play the game. They're not, you know, sure they have a social media component to create interest from a fan base, but it isn't a priority. And it seems to be coming more and more of a priority for him. The things that he's posting, just play the game. Um, uh, but there's no doubt about it that he has a competitive um, itch to scratch when it comes to teeing it up in major championships. And he's, you know, I've always been a, you know, uh, you know, a good, strong component of the guy that hates to lose is much better than the guy that loves to win. And Brooks Kepka hates to lose. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll be interesting to see whether he can manage to keep his form for four days around Augusta National. What about Tiger? Uh, it'll be interesting. I don't, I mean, again, we keep dismissing this guy. <laughs> he keeps coming back. So um, I, I don't know. I really, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we've seen some incredible moments at Augusta National. We obviously, him last year was something we thought we would never, ever seen. Um, miracles happen at Augusta National. Well, Jack in 86, uh, I mean, uh, the moments that have happened. I mean, Nick Faldo winning in, in wow. 87 was a, was a miracle as far as I'm concerned, the collapse of Norman. So just say Greg Norman doesn't necessarily think so, but yeah. <laughs> But, you know, there's no way in the world that you would have ever thought that, uh, you know, that Norman, uh, that was in 96, sorry, not 87. But um, I I think that Augusta National has the ability to create very, very special moments in the game of golf. And now what would be more special than Tiger Woods winning back-to-back major, you know, green jackets when we have already dismissed him probably five years ago from ever winning again? And last year, his caddy thought he didn't play enough going into last year, too. Right. You know, LaCava thought, uh, he's not sharp, he hasn't played enough, and then boom. It, yeah. it just, from, from, a te- from a technical perspective of the golf course, um, you know, it's sunrise is about uh, 6.30, 6.35, yeah. but sunsets before 5 o'clock. So we've got split tees. Is this a golf course that, uh, you know, does it stand up with split tees, Ian? Yeah, I don't think there's any advantage of, I mean, the tee shot on one and the tee shot on 10, if you're talking about starting your rounds are equally, you know, nerve wracking, no matter, obviously you'd probably like to have nine holes under your belt before you hit that tee shot um, on 10, but I think you'd like to have nine holes under your belt to hit that tee shot on one too. So. Um, I, I think there's there's no doubt about it that the back nine getting through 10, 11, and 12 are very, very difficult, could set you off on the wrong path, uh, where the front nine is a much, much easier start with one, two, and three. So um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it, there's any advantage one way or the other. It'll be interesting to see with all the rain on Thursday, if they can finish. You know, mm-hmm. I was just going to say if I was yeah. if I was going to Vegas, I'd bet um, I'd I'd bet we're going to see golf on Monday too, and maybe Tuesday. Quite possibly, yeah. 
I agree with that. Well, no, nobody I mean, will complain. Take a, we get more golf. weather and combine that with the time problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that the days are so much shorter. I don't see how they finish uh, 72 holes in four days. That'll yeah. be the second, second biggest change at Augusta this year. The biggest, of course, is that the clubhouse will be draped in black for Donald Trump. <laughs> no, don't go there, Perky. <laughs> I knew Perky. Perky would try to find another alley. All here. those, all those members <laughs> of Trump people, trust me. You mean they were, they were no mail-in ballots there? They're like the NFL owners, you know. 32 of them would love to have Donald as president, but none of them would have him as a guy who can own a team in the league. Hey, Bob, Perkins is back. He's better than ever. That's <laughs> <laughs> a lot, boys. But we, better ask, uh, we better ask about Corey Connor, Nick Taylor, Adam Hadwin, and master champion Mike Weir. What, what, what do you think? What chances did the Canadian foursome have? Well, I think Corey Connors is, you know, it, it is light years better than any other Canadian on the PGA Tour. I mean, this kid can, I mean, he's one of the best ball strikers, if not the best ball striker on the PGA Tour. Um, Corey Connors is a top 10 player in the world if he can figure out his putting. He hasn't finished inside the top 150 on the PGA Tour yet in putting. So, but he has moments incredible ball striking and you know i think it's only ever once in the history of the pg of the of the masters tournament i believe this is true and that was um when vj singh won that a player didn't finish in the top five in putting that week hmm. so this hmm. is going to be a tough hurdle for him to cross but there's no doubt about it he can he can hit it around that golf course it's a matter of whether he's going to be able to you know, wholesome putts. Now he's got some history there. Obviously he's been around, he's played two masters tournaments. So um, he's got some experience, but um, I'm not sure how much experience plays into moving this tournament to November. I think it's a, almost a brand new uh, venue for everybody, but uh, there's no doubt about it. If they're out of those four particular guys, uh, Corey Connors has the best opportunity to perform well. And it's, it's, a, it's a tough place to learn the greens too, because there are subtle changes every year. Yeah. Right. They, 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 they tweak it and they, they, they're always, you know, messing with their golf course and they're pretty good at it. They, they kind of know how to, how to, how to make it a little tougher, a little easier. You know, they, it, there was a couple of years there about 15 years ago when they had made it. So it was kind of like a U.S. open course, like, like whoever won was the guy who made the most eight footers for par. It was that kind of, and you didn't hear the roars. You didn't hear the, you know, you didn't see guys shooting 31 on the back nine with a couple of eagles. And, and you didn't hear the roars for a couple of years. And they adjusted their golf course so that they kind of brought the roars back. And, and all of a sudden it was, uh, you know, there, there was some birdies and some eagles and, and the water was still catching you know, Aaron shots. It's a, it's a terrifically designed golf course for, for that risk reward, but they can play with it a little. And I think it's tough on a, on a, on a golfer just shows up second time, third time and thinks he's seen these greens before because he may have seen them before, but he hasn't putted them before. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. I know that the uh, the folks at Augusta do not like do not like it when the PGA players come in and tear their golf course up, and they've made changes any time they thought things were getting a little out of hand. Now, that's not to say this is nothing like the United States Golf Association, who literally <laughs> do everything they can to have the U.S. Open a one at even par or even over par. They sadistically yep. seem to like that. What's the in, in your, in your, both of you, what's your opinion of what's the number that Augusta will kind of strive for, for the winning score, given the conditions, given all the, the other factors in here? Like, what would they like to see? Eight, 10 under? No, I, I don't think so. I don't think they have a number in mind, actually, uh, to tell you the truth. I think they're just looking for the best player that week. The score doesn't matter to them. Um, and I think that you can look at this tournament as, as a history. There is no doubt about it. Do you look at the end of this week and go, somebody else should have won the tournament. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen at Augusta National. Whoever wins is ultimately the best player that week. Um, and I think they, they set up a golf course that's very, very fair for everybody. Um, you know, and again, obviously I've, I've said that the longer player has a huge advantage, but you don't get through an event where crazy, crazy stuff happens. Like you see at the U S open, um, you know, I think you get very well rewarded for good shots at Augusta national. You don't get rewarded for good shots when the USGA sets up golf courses. So, um, I think that at the end of the week, no matter who wins this golf tournament is the best player this week. They're they're more sensible, as Lego says. It's just like the RNA. RNA does not care what the score is at the Open Championship. Their their goal is to identify the best golfer of the week, and that's mm-hmm. and that's all they care about. And the USGA, all they care about is guys making bogeys. And yeah. they love they when just, they even pars. Ball. Even par at the U.S. Open is always their benchmark, and that's yep. what yeah. they strive for. And there's wreckage along the way. You don't see wreckage at Augusta National. But, but it isn't part of that too with the USGA is that you know they they can change the rough all the time, and there's no and there's no like you don't change the rough because there is no rough at Augusta. Yeah, I think the conditions, whatever the conditions are, is what you get. Very much like Perky said at at, a, at an Open Championship, it is what it is. Uh, we're going to see some wet conditions this week. We're going to see guys being able to control the ball on the green. Uh, you know, the, the conditions are what they are. It doesn't matter. And if it, it's perfect the week at Augusta National, the guy shoots 18 under par, they don't care. If it's windy and it's difficult and four under par wins, they don't care. All they care about is identifying the best player that particular week. Well, and, and I, I appreciate, I appreciate your, your, the, the parameters of the numbers that you threw out there, Lego. But the truth is, uh, you know, going back to what Perky said about the RNA, Here's, here's a truth I think we would all agree with. Take whatever golf course the, the British Open is on, give me perfect weather conditions and maybe 20 under par wins. 
give me horrendous weather conditions, which are just as likely, and maybe 10 over par wins on the very same golf course. Now, you don't usually get those kinds of variables in, in North America and certainly at Augusta. And what this wet weather will mean is a mystery to, I think, all of us. We're not, you know, you can't be 100% sure as how the game will be played. Well, we're going to see some wind this week, too. And, uh, you know, when you get coastal golf courses at 6,800 yards, they're built for those type of conditions. And you put the best players on the world under, you know, calm conditions on a 6,800-yard golf course, it's all they over. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. You get conditions where it starts blowing 50 miles an hour sideways, which usually on British Open golf courses, you know, it is blowing across the golf course, not into you or downwind. So you get some very, very difficult conditions. And again, the best players in the world have don't have an issue with controlling the ball on the ground. They have a big, big issue controlling the ball in the air. So, and when you get some difficult, you get the British Open, you've got to be able to do both. You've got to be yeah. able to control the ball on the ground and in the air under certain conditions. And at Augusta National, it's an air game, 100% air game. Yep. There's no ground game at Augusta National. Um, so that's why all, I think, again, this week, it's going to be the guy who hits it the furthest and the straightest is going to win this golf tournament. You know, the other, mag the other magic about this tournament, and I, I, we've talked about this incessantly for decades, is that every person who watches all four rounds or even on the weekend, they feel they know the golf course because it's the same golf course for the most part every year. Yep. They understand Amen Corner. They understand 16, 17. They understand walking up 18. Uh, and that's part of the real allure of this golf tournament is that it's the same golf course every year. Mm -hmm. This year, November rather than April. But we all think, even if you haven't been there, we all think we know the golf course. And that's, that makes this one, I think, that much more special. Absolutely does. I mean, if I asked you what the 12th hole is at Baltusrol, no idea. You couldn't even tell me. I asked you what the 12th hole at Augusta National is, you know exactly. What I can't is. even tell you what the 12th at St. George's is. Again, so, you, know, you, know. you can't even tell me the 12th hole you played last week. So, well, that's not true. That's not true. I, I, I put it in the water on 12 at Glen Abbey again. <laughs> and speaking of things you don't remember, Nobody remembers a winning score more than a couple of days later. What did Mike shoot the year he won? I forget. I was there. Four under? Yeah, it doesn't matter. But you know what I mean? Like, nobody cares. All you care about right. is whose name's on the trophy. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. Exactly as we were saying. Like, I, I, I don't know who, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to think. I remember Woods at 18 under because it was so ridiculous. But I don't know. I, I can't even remember who, who's come closest to it since right. so it doesn't matter all right we would be remiss and it's obviously a tradition not just for us but for uh, a tradition like no other like no other um to uh make some sort of prediction on um, who will win this event and uh, the relevance of this to the audience and especially the betting public is zero yeah, that's it, means, right. it means absolutely nothing Nobody's taking these to the bank. The four <laughs> going going to Web Simpson. <laughs> there, uh, there's no, and there's nothing more ludicrous in the sports betting world than trying to pick the winner of a golf tournament. Even when Tiger was at his best or Jack was at his best, it is still like throwing darts into the ocean. Um, 
but let's go. Uh, Perk, we'll give you the first shot at this. Give me your give me your name or a couple of names. Well, like everybody else, I want to see uh, this Deshambo uh, turned loose. Uh, but you know, I, somebody can can sneak in uh, the back way, like Xander Shelfley or what you know, the the pro from the moon. Uh, somebody like him or or uh, the, you know Molinari was was doing great last year. He was tied for the lead at the fifteenth and uh, with Tiger and uh, dumped it in the water. Somebody like that, like like that nobody pays attention to, could show up. I, I what do I know? You know. Lego. Um, I, I think the one guy that's really going to stick out this week is Tony Finau. Tony Finau is a guy that is due, destined to win a major championship. I think that he's been arguably the most consistent player on the PGA Tour for the last two years without winning. So um, he has the ability to do it. Um, he played well last year. I think this course sets up well for him. So um, he would be my pick along with the form that Dustin Johnson showed last week as well. Um, I think he's got the demeanor and if anybody needs a green jacket on their resume to validate their career, it's him. So those are my two picks. Hey, remember Finau, how he dislocated his ankle on the, in the par three turn? Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it my turn? Yeah, it is. Okay. I'm going to go with two guys uh, from the other side of the pond. I'm going to go with Rory. I think Rory, I think there's there's lots of positives in Rory's life right now. His wife's expecting a baby. I think that there's this there's if this is a mental game, I think it's a it's it's a big part of it. And I, and I think Paul Casey loves to play here. I mm. think Paul Casey to, to to Perk's point, I think there's one he's one of those guys. He's a dark horse, yeah. I think Paul Casey can be a really good, solid contender every day at Augusta yeah. this week. Yeah. Difficult um, closer though. Yeah, those are all interesting choices, but of course, here's the real choice. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get the only one you need to really pay attention to. Write it down. And, hey, yeah. don't 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 pick Freddie Couples, okay? I know I know you want to. See, and the freaking the freaking problem that I have when when hosting these kinds of things is I always go last, and, and inevitably somebody picks my pick in advance, and then I look like I'm just tagging along. Go first. You can then. confirm. You can confirm my picks if you'd like. You can go into first next year. Yeah, well, go first next year, and it's only five months away. Yeah, there's that. Hey, we're recording, and we could actually do it over again and start the show over and let you go first if you'd like. Well, we I mean, I may not air that. this till Monday, and then just edit all your crap out. <laughs> so you can. You can Ian, we have never done that, and we're not starting now. Okay. Um. Look, I'm intrigued by DeChambeau like everybody else. Um, uh, the Tigers win last year. I mean, Tiger is Tiger, and, and I don't think you can completely dismiss him. I, I really do believe that he knows how to play this golf course better than anybody maybe that has ever played it, maybe better than Jack. And, and, and Bite your tongue. That means nothing if you don't have the talent, but he has the talent too. Whether it appears this this week or not, I don't know. Um, I must confess, I like the Rory pick, although I'm not sure why, uh, other than uh, I like his game, and I don't know whether he's going to have it or isn't going to have it. And I love the DJ pick. 
Um, because when you talk about long hitters, and I think we all conceded earlier that it's almost impossible for a short hitter, going to be impossible for a short hitter to win this week. And DeChambeau may have an advantage. DJ has been the number one player in the world for how long, Lego? Long time. Uh, sure. 18 months. Weeks? Justin Thomas stuck, snuck in there to take well, okay, for a, a week or so. Weeks but... Here and there, yeah, yeah. Probably but, most of the last year. Yeah. I, I, I know I'm guilty of, of not thinking about DJ and underrating DJ, but the guy's got all the tools and hits it far. And I think he's won enough that oh, he's yeah. not going to be spooked by playing Augusta, or if he's in the final group on Sunday, I think he can keep his you-know-what together. And uh, he'd be my number one choice. And I know it's not out on a limb, but... Yeah, I think there are reasons. I agree with you. Yeah. Okay, Bob, you can pick first in April then. Okay, we'll let you pick first, just so you okay, don't well, mind. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll save you all the time. I'm picking DJ this year, and I'm picking DJ again in April. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the hell with the rest of you, <laughs> uh, gentlemen. It's um, uh, it's sad that the uh, golf season is uh, coming to an end. It's even sadder that it happens when uh, the three of us who are prone to head south around this time of year and <clears throat> the next four or five months um, in all likelihood won't be able to do that. But um, we will watch this week at Augusta, Georgia for the Masters. Uh, hey, Robert. All Robert. the interest we, we ever would. Well, yes, John, please. Is it great to have Dave Perkins back or what? I can't tell you how happy we are to see Love a Perky. Love to see Perky. Love to see Perky. It's, um, it's great to be seen, let me tell you that. <laughs> well, and um, uh, we're, we're, we're going to ask you to do this again um, on some sort of regular or if not irregular basis, and we, we hope you'll, you'll uh, Absolutely. lend us your time. I hope so. Guys, thanks. Enjoy Gents. Augusta. Enjoy the Masters. Wrong Thank time you, of gentlemen. year, but it's still the Masters. Hit them straight. That's it for the podcast for today. We'll see you on Friday. Bye. Everybody. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.